hey, instead of advertising, I'm going to start each show by showcasing a nonprofit that's doing great work. Today, I'm going to introduce you to one small step. Are you like me? Do you want to donate your time, goods, money, but you just don't know where to start? This is where one small step comes in. It's a simple website that simply points you to all the nonprofits in your city. Nothing fancy. It's just a growing list of charitable organizations and their current needs. It's a great idea and was started by a selfless group of people here in Saskatoon who just know that we're stronger together. So check out onesmallstepsk.ca. But now, to the podcast that everybody's been waiting for, Aerosmith versus Bon Jovi. We're going to get into this because the new format that I'm going to do is not where I interview somebody about their story and then I have to give a little intro. I'm sick of doing the intros. I want to just get right into it. So I have Jen Corney here and we're going to get right into it. Um, I was thinking about changing the segment of Nude Improved or the format to more of a discussion around two things that don't matter and we'll put them up against each other. I do this because I, I said or after like 40 some episodes or shows of interviews these are people coming to my house i felt a little bit like doing like a poor man's off brand off brand oprah where i was just asking people to tell me their story and sometimes i'm just i just because you know i could tell you a big story but you already know my story yeah and that's the thing And, and, and at a certain point that's not why i started a podcast i wanted to just have people on so we can just talk about irreverent topics yeah and what's more irreverent than a topic that nobody cares to hear about this one. This one. <laughs> but I think it's like anytime I bring it up on a road trip, man, there's some like polarizing answers. So today we're talking about the concept of Aerosmith versus Bon Jovi. Which I'll tell you was so out of my comfort zone. Why? You, why? Oh, I'll tell you why okay. I even picked you mm-hmm. because you, you know a lot about music. There's a few people that I know. It's not just about a very specific type. You just have a good a trivia-based knowledge of music. Yeah. And where did you develop all that? Oh, I don't know. I just, I think because all my siblings are older than me, I just always, there's always, always introduced to music. Anytime I played a sport, I always listened to music. Road trips, we went on a lot of road trips. Like my life, skiing, sports. Heck, we drove to Mexico. Like, <laughs> Road trips, music, they yeah, all I need a align. lot of CDs. You, a lot of tapes, a lot of CDs, a lot of MP3s, a lot of whatever. I've you never listen whole... to the same song twice now. Oh, 100%. Do you? Yes. I mean, I'm obsessed. On a road trip, you will listen to the same song on a... On okay, like... it depends if I'm driving by myself. So if I'm driving with someone, no, it's like this weird etiquette that you're not supposed to do that. But in my own, I make playlists every couple weeks of new music. And I will listen to the songs over and over and over again. That's probably why I have a lot of knowledge about music because I love listening to songs till and we die. And you're different than me, where you really don't mind the new music. I've turned into this curmudgeon where I don't even want to talk. You about told me new that music. once, and I think it's weird, but I love it. I, I love, love old discovering music. old music. I love old music. I love new music. You know, I like Jason that we work with, obsessed with like. 1950s really? Buddy Holly. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I found like everyone just has their thing, right? Whether it's like an emotional connection. I just love all music. I have a few friends like you, Prokop, Brittany. Oh, yeah. they, they love 
new music, mm-hmm. and but they also like old music, and I'm I'm stuck in this whole like as a DJ, you're you're supposed to like new music, mm-hmm. and you're supposed to like no, I'm like I'm the biggest phony when it comes to new music. Well, I would say a lot of it is shitty. Like yeah. I'll be like I don't yeah. know if you've seen all the memes about, you know, this era of rap music. It is 100% crap, but people like it. But were but our parents saying that, or older people saying that? I don't know. Nobody can say. Tupac or Biggie was bad. Like no, that stuff was it was poetic and it, That's the thing. and it and it had like real like oomph behind the lyrics. But again, today's lyrics are just there are some things yeah. like Tyler the Creator and um, for sure there's some gems. Anderson Pack guys like that I feel are like real like yeah. so again I'm not 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 paying attention to new music. Yeah. But you know how you have friends that just. You play them a song, you're like, I can't name the artist or can't name the the lyric yeah, or the know. title, and you're like, how can you? How are we friends? But how, it's funny how you and I, you and I, we both know, we both know, we could tell that yeah. song from that one note. Yeah. I wonder what that is about people. I don't know. I think there's a level of our competitiveness that comes into play when it Especially comes to like tri- <laughs> yeah, trivia, for sure. music trivia. Like you want to know, you want to be that person that knows. Uh, but also, I just love it. Like I said, I kill songs. I kill songs for myself because I listen to them so much. Old songs, new songs, deep dives. I made a playlist the other day called Throwbacks, My Head in 2020. So it was like whatever I thought was a throwback at that very moment. Yeah. It was really weird. Like, I'll play it for you later. That's just some really deep Janet, some deep, I don't know. But your, 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 your music knowledge always impresses me because, like, I, I, I don't go super deep. I love like things like Led Zeppelin, Radiohead, but I don't go like super deep into their libraries. I really, really like my songs that I, I have yeah. them, but I'm not like the super fanboy. But I'm really impressed that you actually like know like really deep cuts of certain artists that I'm like, I've never even heard that song. There's the odd artists that I go into that I'm like, I love this artist. I love their whole thing. Like Gorillaz. Let's talk about Gorillaz because today I walked down to the basement and my son's playing a Gorillaz song and I just was like, what? Do you even know who this is? Like, and you're like the... sit down. We're gonna talk for three hours. I was like, <laughs> do you know that this guy, the lead singer, was a Brit pop like random party boy legend, and now he's just like hits hides behind a screen. Yeah. He's a shadow. He's a cartoon. Like, what a the Gorillas is one band that just has like some insane fans. Like, and they're like they're just credible enough to like go deep and feel prideful that you're not like mm-hmm. b- buying like a pop band, but these. They're in, but they're also super popular. Yeah, and I don't know enough about them, but I know that there's some pretty heavy gorilla fans out there. Yeah, I was one of them. So my sister yeah. and they bought like a, a online concert, you know, like one of those things that like during the COVID, they're always like these weird like, like hairbrain screens. Yeah. So they they bought and they just sat at home and watched it. I'm just like, can't you just go on YouTube and just Google like you, can. Four, <laughs> you know, but they just wanted to see this live thing. So yeah. I don't know. So anyways, that's not why we're here. No, I wanted I to kind of set up the story of why why you were here. And I, I think it's no better way to start this sort of head-to-head sort of format than talking about <laughs> Aerosmith versus versus Bon Jovi. And Bon Jovi and Aerosmith, it's funny that I kind of picked the two. I also s- think it's funny and I want to know why. You okay, so here's <laughs> the reason. Because I feel like during the time of like my formidable years of junior high to high school, mm-hmm. I was for some reason I liked the grunge scene. I liked Nirvana. I liked Pearl Jam, mm-hmm. but I also liked cheesy pop rock. But and this is kind of like metal, and it, we can talk about where they mm-hmm. o- what they occupy. But for some reason, I was really big, and my buddies and I were really big into the power ballads. Yeah. And so, power ballads. There's this album called 
called Power Ballads. It came out on like KTEL or something. And I remember the tagline, and we used to laugh at it all the time, was <laughs> every bad boy has a soft side. And when they said that, I was just, I was sold on Power Ballads. And that definitely is like Bon Jovi's label. But I, when I think of Aerosmith versus Bon Jovi, they're so different. Yeah, and <laughs> but if you explore... Angel, of them, yeah. amazing! What it takes, crying crazy. Their their power ballad all the way to all the way to don't want to miss a thing. Those are very like they're what, remember in high school and junior high they're called slow songs. Mm-hmm. Is a slow song that the, the definition was could you dance and get close and could hold you the side girl? Sidestep slowly, and hands on the butt. <laughs> you know, you could you do that? That's a slow yeah. song. It's mm-hmm. like it would always be. You probably had the junior high sock hops and the dances. It was always like five or six fast songs. And they'd be the same, like Give It Away by Red Hot Chili Peppers. And then all of a sudden they'd go to like a Brian Adams, mm-hmm. Whitney Houston, and then Aerosmith or Bon Jovi, like always was a really big one when we were in school. So that's, yeah. again, I probably am going to do something where there's a GNR versus, I don't know, like uh, ACDC. Madonna versus Janet. Yeah, oh. exactly. There's going to be other ones, but I you could have, I just you didn't know. think Motley Crue or Van Halen had, like they were a little bit more cheese rock. What, I, again, they are pretty. They're all bon pretty. Bon Jovi cheesy. is close. He, they're, yeah. They're but weird. I would say that, like, what I was also looking was because we're going to compare Stephen per- Tyler to yeah. to Bon Jovi, and they've they've aged like, say what you want to say about Stephen Tyler. He's aged to the point where people still respect him. He's still a likable character. While I'm Vince s- Neil and Sammy Hagar, they're just not oh, as popular. I know. So. You know, I'm staring at a picture of Stephen Tyler right now, and I just think Johnny Depp. Pirates of the Caribbean. That's yeah. what he looks like. Well, there's so many memes out there of uh, Steven Tyler looking like a woman. So, anyways. I won't tell you what my husband said before I walked out the door. <laughs> oh, sorry. Don't, don't, don't fall in love with him? No, he said he's a woman in man's clothes. Well, or a man in woman's clothes. Or both. But that's the thing. It's like these, these hair metal guys all had this sort of feminine look to them. Yeah. And there's something attractive for women, right? Yeah, it's like this weird relatable. I never found it attractive. It was not my thing. But I but I do like the music. Just Okay. So let's just get the 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 facts straight that you're thir- turning 39. Turning 39, so yeah. So I'm 41. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of saying earlier that the we lived in the era of Crossroads to New Jersey to the other albums of Aerosmith were Permanent Vacation, Pump and Get a Grip and then yep. eventually big ones. And those are kind of our versions. Yeah. And we will talk about the earlier versions of them, which is somewhat new to me sometimes, even now. Yeah, same. But let's talk about, okay, let's tailor the tape. Let's talk about those two bands. A little bit of internet research here mm-hmm. is that Aerosmith, Boston band, 1970, early 70s start. Mm-hmm. Don't really have to go into the whole how they got formed. Way earlier than I thought it was. When yeah, I was and so we have 10 years because Bon Jovi, if he, he they kind of roughly early 80s. 83 ish. Yeah. Right. And so he's from New Jersey. So they're all from the eastern coast of of the US. Mm-hmm. So they're not they're not from the California. They're not from Seattle. They're this is Boston. This is versus New Jersey. If you look at just what they've been able to release, this is what I've just found on the internet. They've Aerosmith, 72 singles. Which is crazy. 72 singles. Bon Jovi, though, in 10 less years, 66 singles. There's probably a lot less drugs with Bon Jovi. <laughs> bon Jovi is still making music today, yeah. while Aerosmith and has still really kind of stopped. Yeah. Um, so, number fifty nine on Rolling Stone's top bands of all time is Aerosmith, while in the Rolling Stone's ranking of top one hundred bands, Bon Jovi doesn't even register. No. 
And yeah, I, I actually found an article that, that talked about this topic. And ironically, whoever voted for it, Bon Jovi won this whole Bon Jovi versus Aerosmith. There's an article on Guitar Weekly about it. So it's funny because, <laughs> I, at, you know, when you and I started talking about the idea yeah. of doing this, it instantly became this sort of like, well, we, uh, okay, well, Aerosmith is going to come out the clear winner. But the more things I look yeah. and, and research, the more I'm like, okay, I don't know. Like, you're going to have to look at it with sort of an impartial view. You did a poll yeah. <laughs> on Instagram. Yeah. And who do you think won? I don't know. I voted, I think I voted Bon Jovi. You just did vote I felt Bon Jovi. Like Bon Jovi might have not gotten the love. Yeah, well, so you give him a sympathy, sympathy vote. Well, I, I don't know. I, it's a t- I'm torn. Like, one day I'm Bon Jovi, one day I'm Aerosmith. Yeah, so Aerosmith won by a landslide. No, oh, did? The, okay. the people spoke, yep. So I'm just looking it up yeah. here. I think it was 75-25% out of, I don't know, 30-some votes, which is not a lot. But but you think that the credibility of Aerosmith is on those Toys in the Attic sort of 70s tracks that they have from Sweet Emotion, Walk This Way, Dream On. I that, think it's a lot. But Bon Jovi just doesn't have that sort of, like, if you think about his retro tracks, it's like like Living, living on, on a, a prayer. prayer, right? That's Which all is I think arguably of. maybe the biggest track out of all of them. That's the only one I could actually think of quickly that came to mind. Of Bon Jovi. Of is Living on a Prayer. Yeah, well, it is it, it is a true anthem. Yeah, um, I think of them as like pout rock. I don't know. Even listening to him sing the other day, I was listening to it, and I was like, oh, he just doesn't even sound... He's like, it's so forced, right? Whereas Steven Tyler is just like it, wailing. It's a little like bit more natural. Sing, I yeah. feel like Bon Jovi is a little bit more studio, kind of like the formulaic hair metal guy. For sure. But let's... You did some research. Yeah. Because I said, I can't find out re- like an accurate... Okay, number on and it's pretty sales. close. Like I will say for album sales, right? This is what we're talking about. Yeah, and not so I didn't. I'll look, show you what I dug up, but you let me know what you dug up. Okay, so I didn't look for dollar value. I no, just for like albums, album sales worldwide. What did you have? Yeah, so it's not a lot of difference, but it is said that Aerosmith is the biggest selling hard rock band in the United States history, 150 million albums. So yeah, I had that as well. And Bon Jovi. 130 million. So, so I have really that. close, I would say. But also you're talking 10 years. Diff- well, like, and like different know. eras too, right? Like when you start in the 70s and you're like coming out, like, I don't know, music was like 71. That's when Aerosmith came out. So while I do agree they had a longer time frame, I'd like to see what, like, I'd like to frame. see how many records are just being sold over the years. And like, yeah. what year did the most records get sold? Yeah. Um, I was looking at just all-time biggest albums or s- artist sales of all time. I think Garth Brooks is number one. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise me. He's, no. Remember, he sold out six straight six. shows. <laughs> oh, my God. Out of all the artists. But then you start putting it to the numbers, and you're like, that makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Garth Brooks. So, yeah, we, we found the same numbers, 150 to 130 million, regardless. That, that's, that's close. That is close. Yeah. And then we shared that screenshot today. Which, you know, maybe a more accurate measure <laughs> is that what Spotify is streaming. And I get it, you know, Spotify is a very specific demographic. Mm-hmm. But what we saw was that Aerosmith, their number one track, did it surprise you that it was going to be Dream On? Or it actually is like, I don't want to miss a thing. It did not surprise me that it was Don't Want to Miss a Thing because that movie and that song, everything, like it was primetime radio play era. Yeah, it was pre. 
internet streaming. Yep. So yep. like really, it was it was prime time. It was like Ben Affleck, his daughter was in it. Like every that movie was so big. I will tell you right now, a truthful story. I've never even seen the whole movie of Armageddon. I've fallen asleep in it like seven times. Really? It just didn't have, it's maybe not your type of movie. Did you see Deep deep, deep Impact at all or was it? Yeah. So no. you don't, did you see what happened in the end of Armageddon? <laughs> well, I know, I think they die. Doesn't he die? Doesn't he go off and like, doesn't come back? That's what the song's. Well, I'm not going to spoil it, but you just have to go watch it. Like, it's, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I'm like a classic, okay, music is my thing. I'm in movies. I'm a classic fall asleep. Does, really? Yeah, yeah. You're, you got the attention span of a three to five minute sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so we got, I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah. This is all on the Aero, uh, Aerosmith Spotify rankings. And then the next one is Dream On. Which I was telling you earlier, blew my mind. I actually didn't even know Dream On was their song. I thought you, it was like a remake of like, like, the, uh. What do you mean you, a remake? I thought someone else made that song. And, and so Aerosmith the, the covered ver- it. Oh, the version that you heard. So you thought that that version came out like later in yeah, life? Yeah, no, no. I thought Dream On was made way before Aerosmith sang it. Really? By like... So the version you heard, you thought that was somebody yeah. else? Yeah. Oh, because it, yeah. It's got that 70s sound. I well, thought it was like... Oh, okay. So the, the funny it. thing is, because that's off their very first self-titled album, and it's it's an amazing track, and I my relationship to that song is I probably found it when I was like in like 18 or 19. Like I was kind of into Aerosmith when I was like, 12 or 15 but I didn't really know Dream On was even a thing until my friend had a, a CD and it was I remember it was just the red cover mm-hmm. and I remember Dream On was just amazing and there's something different in his voice would you he doesn't sound the same in the first yep it's funny because there's a few tracks when you listen to the self-title and you listen to Toys in the Attic and all that stuff you realize oh that's him but you barely can tell it's not I would say till you get into like back in the saddle till you hear that that kind of really raspy, screamy thing. But he screams again, in Dream On. Like back in the saddle, I I don't know who I think it is. I completely associate those two songs with a whole different 70s mm-hmm. band. I can't put my finger on it, but I don't think of Aerosmith. It's really honky-tonky stuff it's early on. It's very like psychedelic 70s to me. If you listen to Toys in the Attic and Aerosmith, like... When Walk This Way and Sweet Emotion coming on, mm-hmm. they sound totally different. Well, then than you the think rest of like of the crazy and amazing and like Jamie's <laughs> got it. Like those, those definitely were my era more. Like I yeah. knew the Aerosmith, like pro- I'll say it like prior to my knowing of Aerosmith, I knew that era, like um, uh, Walk This Way. Yeah, but Run like, DMC yeah. brought it back into but like amazing relevance. and crazy and like crying, crying. <laughs> like those ones were like my era. I don't know if I was. It like was the music video. We were the music video. We were at the peak. Yep. Climax of music videos. Yep. And they're important. And his were cul- great. They were culture. great. They were. You know, I thought they were great. They had a story. They were like a movie. Yeah, but again, if you. If, if you actually watch, no, they're terrible. If you watch the crying video with like Steven Dorff and her, like it's there's just so many. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they just shot a bunch of things and just said we're gonna stitch together a story that doesn't make sense. Let alone they probably shot all of those together and then made them into six different yeah. music. The one with Jeremy London, where he turns himself into like a motorbike yeah, digital yeah. guy. And they're all the same. Yeah. I rewatched it the other day because I was like, oh, everyone was obsessed with the London twins when we were kids, and like, everything was like slow mo, like almost. It yeah. was never like and he. They picked whatever, whoever was helping them make music videos knew who to pick. Yeah, they knew the hot actors. They knew. But Alicia Silverstone, this is pre Clueless, pre a lot of no. things. 
she was like first on these videos if I'm really? to be correct. I think she was she was brought on and then she was like then brought on to the bigger stage. Oh, I thought she was clueless before that. No, honestly. she was like she and that's why people fall in love with her is they knew her the girl from the mm-hmm. crying and crazy video and then and she jumps off the bridge. She gives them things. But here's the thing, yeah. not to nitpick it, but like she jumps off clearly with no like cables. Yeah. And clearly like, snaps her back. And if, yeah, and if, <laughs> if you watch Stephen Dorsey like, kind of going, come on, just get off the ledge. And the cops are kind of like, whatever. You can't see yeah. the harness on her. Like, to actually, like, do any sort of... If anybody's bungee jumped, you know, like, the, the you're wearing, like, basically a title belt around your waist. And then she jumps off. There's no cable. And at the last minute, she's just Batman. She just, like, knows how to suspend herself with, like, a repelling, like, cable. <laughs> that, But again, you have to suspend your... But, like, to again. me, so that era versus, like, Bon Jovi. Like, I think of Bon Jovi as the album I listened to while my older babysitter, like, got ready to go out. Like, I just don't... So you don't have the connection with I bon don't. Jovi. And it's funny because I should. They were more my era. But I don't know. Yeah, it's, so it's funny because I was. I think that was Bon Jovi was crafted to make like twenty year old women swoon over him. Like he was a good looking guy. Yeah. And it might have been that your parents just didn't want you to see him in that. It's like it's like it's in their mind that was probably heavy metal, right? It was like, just cheesy. Like to me, it didn't have any like soul. It didn't like speak to me in any way possible. It was. But what was your first? So it was your babysitter that was. One hundred percent, my babysitter had. Bon Jovi, Motley Crue, White Snake, Poison, Poison, like all, and I just associated Warren, them yeah. with like this glam rock, even though they're not really glam rock. But they no, they're not glam, but they're like borderline. They're hair metal for sure, and it's but it's not metal. It's it's but it's the hair band. There era. was an interesting term I read that about Bon Jovi, and what they called their. Arena rock. Yeah, arena rock. But <laughs> you know who- metal, hard rock, arena rock, pop rock, anything rock, blah, even though Aerosmith is rock. Yeah, well, rock occupied a different space yeah. in the 80s than it did now. Because rock right now is like, you think, I don't know, I can't even name you like a relevant rock band today. <sighs> Theory of a Dead Man. Is that even like... Are they even a thing anymore? I don't like, know. I just Nickelback? Think I- like, is that rock now? But like rock is so niche... And this is, you know, the conversation we can, we can talk about monoculture, the whole idea that when we were young, everybody was into that one thing. And if like the scream video came out with Michael Jackson, everybody knew that. But if somebody like, um, Tiny Tempa, no, there's a, Oh, Tiny Tempa, that's uh, a, or so who, no, I don't, it wasn't Tiny Tempa, but Britt said that her favorite band is like this one. Tame Impala? Tame Impala. (laughs) You don't know Tame Impala? I had to look them up. Huh. And so here's the thing. But this is the, the idea that monoculture doesn't exist anymore, that no. it, you could be that big. I saw that you had a billion streams or whatever. Yeah. That big. Or somebody was talking about Bad Bunny. Then I looked, and the guy's like... S.G. Lewis is like Tame Impella. People don't even know he exists. There are some really... Exactly. Yeah. But at the one time, yeah. Elvis, Beatles, the, the world... If you went up to somebody and said, hey, do you know who the Beatles are? There's, there's a billion people yeah. on the planet who love them. If you said you didn't know, you're crazy. Yeah. But if you walked like around movie. and said... Have you seen that movie? Oh, yeah, yesterday. Right, great movie. <laughs> so good. Good movie for the first 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah. But Brittany was talking about Team Pala. Like, how big is he, the band? I don't know if it's a he or a band. It's a he. It's a he? Yeah. <laughs> I can say I've never heard of them, and it's not that unbelievable. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, it is just because you, it is for me, for you, because yeah. you are a musical person. <laughs> I, and, and I seem like I should know. It's not dance music. It's not DJ music. It's, it's different. Music. It's just music. Yeah, it's just. So that's just the idea of monoculture. So we, yeah. but we're ta- when we're talking about Bon Jovi is that everybody knew who Bon Jovi was. Yeah. And there, there can never be a new version of Bon Jovi in 2010 or 2021. No. Also, very unique name, too. Like, you could not not know about John Bon Jovi. So let's like, go back to that whole thing, the names of the band. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Aerosmith versus Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Like, like you know that was his... His real name was, yeah, bon John Bon Jovi. Oh, and, my word. <laughs> and if you look at his family, they look like such regular people, even from his wife. She looks like she would be, like, a director at, like, well, a multi... You know, National and if it firm. wasn't for his hair, he looks like a regular dude. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a good-looking guy. Though he's he's like celebrity teeth. He he's got structure in his face. I think that's it. Like to me, it's his... he's got a great smile. I think he's more handsome than we give him credit for because he's like sixty years old almost. While Steven Tyler has like yeah, he's Steven Tyler into, is, something but he still else. has this magnetism about him that I'm sure women are attracted to, which well, is like, yeah. That's actually when you were talking about the the what they're singing and like the, you know, what attracted people to them. Like I do think Aerosmith had this era where they were just so unique, and I think that comes from Steven Tyler. Yeah, just being they, such a, like ragdoll. Like that's an interesting song. It's got interesting beats. It's got yeah, a very unique limited. Yeah, it's so <laughs> weird. Like. No one even knows. I looked up a ton of things about meanings of songs and like love in an elevator, ragdoll, like they're weird, but they're also that glam rock. Whereas yeah. John Bon Jovi was definitely more ballad. He's cleaner. Yeah. He's and, def- and it shows they look like they sing. Yeah. He's and his his music now have almost like positive moral value. <laughs> you know, he's almost turned into the John. Even his Cougar hardcore Mellencamp. Keith of Faith. I mean, really, like if you think it's. It's so funny. Like it's I. You're right. I think it's easier to make fun of John Bon Jovi, even though it's easy to make fun of Aerosmith. But I remember uh, Lawrence saying that he went to a Bon Jovi concert in Regina. <laughs> I this is where I knew Lawrence was funny. He he's <laughs> like, they're shooting a video for the, at the concert. At the concert, so they had to perform a song twice, and so they had to play the song twice. Wow. And Lawrence said that they had to like tell the crowd really get into it. And so Lawrence was like, "Yeah, man, I'm just gonna support him," you know, like. And he said that. There's these words that were coming on the screen, and you had to yell them and pump your fist at the same time. And Lawrence said that he just remembers pump, and he said they're like, they were like perseverance, like hard work, and like perfect <laughs> attendance, or you know something that was just almost like summer too much, camp. Too much. And Lawrence just said he felt like such an idiot, just like going like perseverance, hard work. But that's, that's so that's who he is. That's yeah. who he is. That's Bon Jovi. Yeah. He's like salt of the earth. I've heard so many great stories about him because you never hear him being a jerk or like addicted to drugs. No. He's a squeaky clean guy who was probably the perfect bad boy, but wasn't a bad boy. I don't think of him as bad boy at all. Like I can't imagine anyone thinking. Did you look at him when he was younger though? Uh, still though, like you said, like never did drugs. Was on Ally McBeal. So, like yeah, but does that not <laughs> the so West knowing way. that he isn't a bad boy takes away from his credibility for sure and his attractiveness. And yet, and yet, well, I don't think either of them are attractive. Like, let's be clear. I think they have at their all? no, not at but all. But you know, you're you're like there's a lot of women whose names are like Linda and Deb who just think Bon Jovi. Funny, my sister's name's Linda, but like. <laughs> 
that think mm-hmm. that Bon Jovi mm-hmm. no, is I, I get a, it. a sex symbol. I mean, I can think of a, all the girls my age and a little bit older, like let's say like your age, like a little bit older than me, obsessed. With would, Bon Jovi? With, with Bon Jovi. Okay, that's Would good. not be obsessed with Steven Tyler. No. Like I don't know who is obsessed with Steven Tyler. As a, but you know the thing is, I know that guy could slay. He could. For sure. But it was more about their music. Yeah. To me. Like I never once thought of them as an attractive band at all. But there's Nor a mag- I- Do you ever watch him American Idol? No, I refuse. Uh, oh, he's American he's Idol. he's charismatic. Oh. He's fun. He's super in. He's he's actually very he's got very a nice. Voice but he's like yeah. always smiling and he's really into the artist. So like there's a part part of yeah. him where he's like you're like he's a really nice guy. Yeah. But he's not. I read his story. I still like the music. I actually wish I'd never read deep into his story. Okay, so what's so, the big thing well, that we have to Well, you told me cancel? one, and not just scratch the surface. You told me all about how he was, you know, on record making, like, sexualized comments about his daughter, right? Oh, like, yeah, saying that at a, a certain point, every man's attracted to their daughter. Yeah. Which is kind of offside, I guess. Like, I mean, you just had a daughter. Can you picture yourself? Well, she's, a, she's like a three-month-old. It's hard for me to, like, look at But I mean, like... An 18-year-old? I wonder... I don't know. I'm not, like... I'm not there yet. I sure hope she looks like a a, a baby to me. But, That's like, the thing. Like, I think that comment made me be like, oh, my God. Like, does my... Did my dad think that? Like... No, no, no. Here's my thing. I think that she was an estranged daughter. I don't think he, she was in his life. She wasn't. I don't Do you think, think he was, like, raising her from... Again? No. I think she was, like, reintroduced into his life later on, maybe. That's why I just... During the video. Crazy, right? Because I said it's like... In that case, I know it's still a father and a daughter. This is getting creepy. But it's kind of like going to, I've never been to it, a family reunion where you have a third cousin removed who is a knockout. Okay. It's weird that you're justifying this. So I'm going to take it down a level. Before you even go there, I'm going to take you to the story that made me even All think right. it was worse. Don't. Oh, it's even worse. Okay. It's yeah. even worse. Did you know that when um, he was younger, he... I think he was 37 at the time. He took, he got, was granted guardianship over a 16-year-old girl. Oh. And they dated. That's right. And they had a baby that they aborted. Yeah. Like, what? Like, how? If that happened now, first of all, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. First of all, like, you just wouldn't even be in that, you would be canceled. So if you think about that kind of, like, how did he become famous? With that start. It's a little bit like um, Woody Allen-esque. So. For sure. Oh, so, but yeah. like what? Yeah, so, but he's, uh, it's, that's a very creepy story. And I read that as well. And I didn't fully understand, okay, it's a, he took guardianship. So like, yeah, that's like he essentially was like his, his legal, the legal guardian. guardian. So like I, while I love the music, I actually can't look at him the same way. And I already thought he was kind of, like a little crazy, a little creepy. Yeah, a little creepy. I think it's funny that you could be like this super ripped jock, like six pack, like on in Instagram with like an amazing body and Steven Tyler can still steal your girlfriend though. Like a skinny 73 year old yeah. man. 73? Uh, he's 73. And that's why I said Bon So my dad just turned 73 today. Yeah. Is that nuts? That Steven, I mean, I got to fact check that because I don't. Well, I, I think I got I, it up right here. I'm pretty sure he, I, I read it 73. Just got to make sure. Steven Victor Tallarico. He looks like a Tallarico. Like that literally. That's his actual real last name. Actual last name. Born March 26, 1948. 73. He is 73. 
That's a pretty just okay. So my mom's seventy seven and my dad's seventy nine. So he, they're six years older than Stephen Tyler, like. And that picture is from two, three years ago. Yeah, I mean. But again, that's not his real hair. If you if you gave him his real white hair, it would be, it'd be a different story. Yeah, good point. I mean, he definitely has a bunch of white in it. Yeah. I don't know. It just reading that, I was like, okay, like his life was pretty tumultuous, let alone. Yeah. They okay. So Steven Tyler, the one, the the one thing about Aerosmith, boy. they were bad boys of rock and roll. They they were the, the toxic twins or something like that. The mm-hmm. bad boys from Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have these interesting monikers. Demon of screaming. That was his. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, his high screams, wide vocal range. Wait. <laughs> so again, there's the '70s version of them. They come out of it. Aerosmith goes kind of dormant from like 79 to like 85, 86 when before um, the actual permanent vacation comes out in 87 because they had like <laughs> reuniting and getting clean. That's the phase of their life, 84 to 86. Yeah, right. And so but by the time they reinvented themselves and you have to imagine what was going on in 85 and 86, Guns N' Roses releases 85. Yep. Um, you got Poison. You have the Nelsons. You have all these sort of and then you have the police then you have all these other sort of bands coming in. Aerosmith could have been that band that was forgotten about because in seven from 79 to 85, they just had like a bunch of just crappy albums. Mm-hmm. Then they come out with 1987, Perm Vacation, followed up by Pump, followed up by Get a Grip. And these are the songs. Dude Looks Like a Lady, classic. Angel, anthem. Ragdoll, which we both love. Mm-hmm. Loving an Elevator, Janie's Got a Gun, What It Takes, Living on the Edge, Crying and Crazy. Okay, you just brought up uh, Dude Looks Like a Lady, which I did a little deep dive into Dude Looks Like a Lady today. Do you know that they had the same, his name is Desmond Child. Desmond Child was a famous songwriter who worked with Kiss, then worked with Bon Jovi for You Give Love a Bad Name and Living on a Prayer. And then Aerosmith used Desmond Child for Dude Looks Like a Lady. Oh, I find that interesting that they all use the same songwriter. But they, you know, it's but, not like they're totally in competition. Like, so- songwriters, like, are notorious for jumping around. And well, that was their first time they had an outside writer. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, because Joe Perry and Steven Tyler were notorious. And same yeah. with Bon Jovi. He likes writing his own music, which with, at the time, Richie Sambora. So, um, so there's a good run that they yeah. have from 87 to, like, 93, 94. I have a, a special, like history with crying because mm. I that was the first time like I've ever had an experience with a girl mm. <laughs> in 1993 94 of just like being in a house party with her now I'm 13 you weren't going all the way with her but it was no, at the same time were you the porn king of of not yet. yet okay not yet that was probably the same After that was the same year though oh. interesting same mm-hmm. year Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, but then you look at Bon Jovi yeah. from 86. That was right before Permanent Vacation. They had Slippery When Wet, and yeah, that was that like was their, their like, big famous. one where they had You Give Love a Bad Name, Living on a Prayer, and Wanted Dead or Alive. Yep, which was Young Guns, the movie. That that was Blaze of Glory. Oh, Blaze of Glory, right. They were, if you think about yeah, Wanted Dead or Alive and Blaze of Glory... They're very similar. Yeah, but and one was made for the movie. And so Young Guns 2, the, they wanted wanted Dead or Alive. Hmm. But they said, Bon Jovi came to them and just said, okay, you want that song? I'm going to give you something similar, 
I just don't think the lyrics are exactly what you want. So he wrote Blaze of Glory. And I've always got those two songs mixed up. Shut down. Anyways, it sucks that you, I don't have the rights to these things because it'd be really fun to actually play the songs. But anyways, Blaze of Glory was Young Guns 2. But he also got them to commission the entire soundtrack for Young Guns 2. And he wrote an entire album for Young Guns 2. Emilio Estevez in his prime. (laughs) That's a movie that they never gets aired. You never see Young Guns. No. Ever. I wonder why. Man, I keep going down. I, I want to do a rabbit hole episode about movies that are forgotten. Yeah. You know what a movie that's totally forgotten? Dick Tracy. Yeah. Warren Beatty, Madonna, Al Pacino, Dustin Hoffman. Like that. I had the Dick Tracy comic book series. And everybody had like those McDonald cups and like, mm-hmm. but at the same, it was hyped. It was a terrible movie, but you never even see it on reruns. Huh. It's a mystery. It's a mystery why it's not. I'm sure you can go on the internet to figure out why and where it is locked away, but you'll never see it on reruns ever. It's not streaming anywhere, and no. it's a character that's not even brought up as like a, a reboot, right? When you think about it. But maybe the whole era of like the the gumshoe detective is just not interesting anymore. So, also, yeah. Anyways, so so '86 you got slippery when wet. You got 1987. You got New Jersey, which is another bad medicine. I'll be there for you and lay your hands on me. Then Keep the Face in 92, which is your favorite, Keep the Faith, <laughs> and Better Roses. And it's not oh until like God. 1994 that Crossroads comes out, which has always and someday will be back Saturday night. So like from 86 to 94, easily the best years for Bon Jovi, which cemented him to have the career he has for the next 20 years after that. And you know what's funny about that is like I do know all those songs. Like that definitely, my I would say that was more like my sister's era of like loved Bon Jovi her friends loved Bon Jovi all I can think of is it's my life when I think of Bon Jovi which is the worst song came out in like the what like 90 that's later Bon Jovi to me like there's even later Bon Jovi but that's later Bon Jovi that I didn't like but I think it's the radio play that like came so hard and fast during that time and it was like oh Bon Jovi and all the people just were like I just, I don't get it, but that's what comes to mind. Like I don't I, like It's My Life, but if you look at Bon Jovi's Spotify, Living on a Prayer, by far, 722 million. Next is You Give Love a Bad Name at 500 million. And third in there, it's It's My Life. I know. And I think it's the radio era. Like the ra- That was like all we had at one point was like... But here's the craziest thing, and I just got this before we were at the end of the day of work, I was going to YouTube to mm-hmm. find out the, the biggest streams. And always is 700 million views. Weddings. But always for YouTube. Mm. So that's that Carlo Gugino, Gugino, like the video. Gugino. Gugino? Yeah. Gugino? Yeah. And Bon Jovi's lookalike. And, it, and it's a really good, it, it's like there, that's his crying, right? Yeah. Always. 781 million views is living on a prayer which matches up quite a bit to the the spotify but it's my life decimates all of them for video plays at 966 but that was that video era but yeah i I know know and it's terrible it's It's, like a terrible song i don't like it it's a bad song it's a bad it doesn't hype you up as much but i remember it playing on much music and then much more music (laughs) like over and over like when i turned on like let's say you know, we're kind of getting out of the video era and you turn on like much more music. What's playing? It's my life. Like <sighs> I swear, that's like what I can associate it with. And it's stuck in my head. But you, here's the thing. Um, for all of us who like crazy crying and all that era, there's probably some older generation that are like, I like Sweet Emotion. I yeah. like the Toys in the Attic era. 
So for us, there's maybe yeah, a yeah. younger generation that's like, Bon Jovi to me is the It's My Life. Ugh. That's my anthem. God. But Terrible. That's the, but you can imagine that's <laughs> To me, though, rock. I think that's that I actually don't think that's like a generation younger than me. I think that's like the generation older than me hitting their prime, being like, Bon Jovi's back, you know, like mm-hmm. something like that. So I was telling my friends that uh, I was doing a podcast tonight about Aerosmith versus Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. And they're like, haha, they're like the battle of the worst bands. <laughs> and I'm like, we're, mm-hmm. did we have that opinion when we were younger? We're now able to look back and be cynical about it because now they're into like very artsy things. Well, I told you that this was out of my comfort zone because I don't really love either of them. Like, I would never think like, what's my favorite band? Aerosmith. Like, never. I think. Do you ever just put on an Aerosmith song every once in a while? <laughs> never. Or Until bon you gave me the topic, but then I hadn't do- put it on. Maybe in years. I don't even listen to the radio, so like, I never have the radio on. What era? What music from that era do you listen to? Well, definitely the like early '90s, late '80s, early '90s. When I'm like, would it be more hip hop and pop, or would it be? Oh, yeah, yeah, hip hop, pop. Um, I love Tom Petty. I went through this crazy Tom yeah, Petty okay. phase in life. I don't know. It wasn't them. I think, and I think it's because I've always had an aversion to like the popular song on the radio. Like I just did not. A lot of people love back then had radio hits. Isn't that funny that when you're younger, you were really, and I think this has to do with self-esteem and confidence. Is that when you're young, music was your identifier. Mm-hmm. So sure. you were really cool. You were really keen on telling people who, what band oh. you were into and what band you weren't into. And that that's who you were. And I was extremely keen on telling everyone where I got this from. Like, I always wanted to say, like, you know what my brother played me? They played me this super cool song mm-hmm. by Red Hot Chili Peppers or whatever or Hole or, yeah. you know, like I always... But it's funny because I was like that too. I was a big Radiohead guy and I was also Led Zeppelin. So I was like... Going and tell, and you wanted to tell people that like yep. you listen to kids listen to underground you know what you that cool you went deeper than the radio you know what the equivalent to that is when you get older yeah it's food it's like if i told you i like bon jovi it's like telling you that i eat at boston pizza it's <laughs> a really good it, analogy actually. and then no but it's true like now because yeah. most well, people our age don't actively listen to new music yeah right like my sister's not like digging up and check out this song they're like it's passive right so now, but what it is, it's food. People telling you their recipes are like, oh, I can't have sushi at this restaurant now that we've like lived in Vancouver. It's like, it, you turn snobby about food, but back yeah. then it was snobby about music. Mm-hmm. And I was that guy who was insecure that I wanted people to know that I hated country. Yeah. You listen to that song, that's cheesy pop crap. I'm going to give you like something different. I'll never forget. And this, I'm, I was literally the same, but it's because one summer our ski team went to Europe. They played songs there. Like six months before they even hit North America. And all of a sudden you come back, we're at school, it's like November, and I'm like, oh my God, this song is just coming out here. I heard it so long ago. Was it a European track or an American track? It was it was a European track, oh, okay. but it like I mean, it just kind of like blew your mind, like music was just so far ahead. Than Fashion, you, than everything. You was were far ahead, yeah. in your little Saskatoon bubble. And so the radio just played what was in the bubble, right? The radio played what was hot, what was popular. And that, I think, spurred me to, like, have this fascination with, like, digging into music that either someone introduced me, and usually it was my older siblings because they heard it before I did or whatever mm-hmm. back in the day. I love that. I love that identity. So I even think to this day, I still love new music. I love the idea that I can, like, 
all types of music and not worry about my personal brand. Yeah. And so I can say I, I like Aerosmith, but like if you say I like Crazy Crying, so many people are like, oh my God, that's garbage. But if you say like, I'm a big, you know, Dream On or like yeah, earlier. What's, what's their cool factor track now? I don't know. Like it's none of their new stuff. That's for sure. Like I saw Aerosmith live. I think it it's the to- stuff that doesn't get killed on the radio. Yeah, well, that would be like the earlier stuff that they have, and there's some like fun stuff like "You See Me Crying" and "Home Tonight." They're they're kind of ballady songs, but they're not popular. So, yeah. but that's like our insecurity going. Yeah, I listen to this, but sometimes, man, if I'm by myself, I'll just put on crazy. Yeah, come here, baby. <laughs> you know, like when that comes on. Well, in his first know, string hits, of yeah. lyrics, like you can't even you can't even lip sync that. No, like oh yeah, Girl, exactly. Girl, you've been leaving on a seven. <laughs> but he has like that whole like uh, that passage where he just talks Hollywood. <laughs> that is a good like I'm sorry when they, you know they wrote those songs, like doesn't even matter how popular that one is. I agree with you on that. I sometimes a good song is just a good song for so many reasons. And if you play that loud in front of a bunch of people our age, Nobody's going to tell you to no, turn. You've been <laughs> Wearing nothing underneath that overcoat. Yeah. But like, one thing about Aerosmith is like I do not, I don't like his new stuff, but I like it better than Bon Jovi's new stuff. I don't even know if I could tell you. I don't even know. I just feel I'll like. I'll tell you his, well, the weird, here's a weird fact about Bon Jovi and Aerosmith. They're both not very big on Grammys. Like, they no. both have, like, very little Grammys. Bon Jovi has one Grammy on, like, just the, it's a, yeah, and it's, it's a, a country. Yeah, and he's won, he won something, he won an Emmy yeah. for being, get this, he won an Emmy for being in the Backyardigans. Right. Soundtrack? <laughs> or just a voice? No, he was an animated voice. He was a right. character. Oh, yeah, so his voice, yeah. And that's, is that Steven Tyler or Bon Jovi? Steven Tyler. Yeah, so Bon Jovi, I mean, Steven Tyler does a lot of voice work if you look at his IMDb, yeah. while Bon Jovi did some IMDb, I mean, Bon Jovi voice. was definitely more the actor, like Alan yeah, McBeal, Alec West Beale. Wing. And Moonlight and Valentino with Whoopi Goldberg, Gwyneth Paltrow, and Nan, uh, Elizabeth Perkins. Is that the screenshot you sent me? Was, uh, him With and, him and Gwyneth Paltrow? Yeah. I was like, what is this? And he's in Moonlight. I remember Moonlight and Valentino. This is almost them cashing in on yeah. uh, Bon Jovi's popularity because he was at that point, he's maybe 30-some, and so he was still a sex symbol. He wasn't that cheesy hair band guy, but he had this sort of cleaned up bad boy look. U571. Oh, the submarine movie. <laughs> yeah. So And Sex and the City. Yeah, he, he definitely, uh, and Steve Tyler probably is the first one to say that I I'm not an actor, I'm more of a character than he is. He definitely is. Like, if you think of, like, uh, I think they've both been on The Sim- Simpsons. Yeah. Oh, but, and I'll, but which one can you picture more? Exaggerated face. It's, I know exactly yeah. the episode. So, it's the Flaming Mo episode yeah. with <laughs> Steven Tyler. And Flaming Most was going under, so he came up with that new drink with the, the, the purple, like, syrup. And then Aerosmith comes in, and it's such a hot happening place. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember this, and it, so clearly, without even having to do research, is that Aerosmith goes, Hello, St. Louis! <laughs> and then his, his Batman goes, It's goes, Springfield. It's Springfield. It's like, <laughs> and he's like, it's Springfield. He's like, right. And he's like, are you ready to rock? And then he's oh play, he played Walk This Way. and uh, But then he was also on SNL, and then he went on Wayne's World. and so that's, But that's, again, the reintroduction of Aerosmith, because they were going crazy in the 70s. Yeah. But yeah. I, I will say I do like 
their later stuff, which they which I would include Armageddon. Yeah. Track Pink. Yeah, hated it. Hole in my soul and Jaded. I'm not a fan I of them, but they're jaded. but they're bigger than Bon Jovi's later tracks, which I can't even name you. That one that he won a Grammy for in 2006, yeah. which that uh, the one lady from uh, I forget she's one uh, she's famous and but it and you'll know the song she's right away. Famous. But it's like a it's like a let's rebuild this city sort of song, and I'm not a not a huge fan of it. A little too cheesy. I don't know. I don't know if I know that one. Yeah, I'll play it for you afterwards. Okay, I was like, help me think okay. of the lady. So another thing you have to compare are bandmates and their backups. Mm-hmm. And so obviously, let's not go through everyone, but let's think every, it seems like every rock band has one lead singer that's famous and, a, and an instrumentalist, whether it's a drummer like Tommy Lee or a guitarist like Van Halen Slash. And Joe Perry was famous, partners with Steven Tyler for Aerosmith. Yep. And then you have Richie Sambora yep. with with Bon Jovi. So who wins that? Well, Joe Perry. I say Joe Perry because Joe Perry helped him write all the songs, and he's still part of the band. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> two small categories wins. Richie Sambora, I mean... Do you think Richie Sambora had a higher apex than Joe no. Perry worldwide? Do you think Joe people Perry would... has an extremely, like, like credible side career of being like like that kind of bassist that kind of guitar player so you think re- more recognizable is joe perry than yep. really i would have said the other and the only reason why hmm. is because richie sambora was married to heather locklear yeah like he has that so he's famous because of his but I, I, wife, think, I just remember entertainment who was tonight only with... famous for like a certain period of her life too and let's go into that heather locklear what happened to her career like she was Richie Sambora. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I thought Richie Sambora was like one, not attractive. Two, kept the haircut, which he should have got rid of a long time ago. I don't know. It's probably a hairpiece. It's probably Andre. So Agassi Joe Perry certain... was ranked. Okay, he's ranked eighty fourth. So I would like to look up Richie Sambora. Eighty fourth of what? Rolling Stones list of hundred greatest guitarists of all time. Eighty four is not that good. I get it, but. Was Richie Sambora? Let's go quickly look at that. But Amanda Woodward from Melrose Place, as we know, Heather Locklear, she was like the it girl for a while, don't you? Yeah. Would you say? I actually, I was definitely Beverly Hills 90210 team. But they, versus they, they, mm. you know, that was the Beverly Hills 90210 was the 15 to 20 year old crowd and Melrose Place was like 25 to 50 crowd. Yeah, I mean it was on at the same time. I had older siblings that watched Melrose Place. They were like But they were both I don't think they're on I think mm-hmm. they were at the exact same time. I don't think they were. They overlapped for sure. But they were both Aaron Spelling shows, so yeah. they would have probably had known the demographics to separate them. We'd have to fact check that. But anyways, Heather Locklear was like on top of the world. She was big with uh she remember she was in Hot in Cleveland. So I, I go that's she not was even that big. I don't picture her that big. I, I, for some reason... Okay, so it says Melrose Place. Oh, she was Amanda Woodward in the the second coming as well. So I'm like, why is it listing only eight episodes here? Hmm. But she actually was in like way more... Then she was in Spin City right after Melrose Place. Yeah. She's in Scrubs. I don't know. Maybe she I just like got out of TV then. Okay, 100 greatest guitars of all time. I don't think Richie Sambora is even on the list. Let's just say that. Ouch. I mean, if Joe Perry is 84th, 
I don't think Richie Sambora is even on the list. I'm going to look it up right now, though. Anyways. So you think Joe Perry over Richie Sambora? I would say only Richie Sambora because I remember I kept on hearing his name when I was in in high school. Wow, sorry. Rabbit Hole could be guitarist. Didn't even think of like Eric Clapton, Keith Richards. Slash on there? Brian May. Oh, for sure. Carlos Santana, Neil Young, Chuck Berry. Hmm. Um, hmm, Interesting. Okay. So from a woman's perspective, just rating the front men. Oh, there's not the same, though. Okay, you're sitting at a, at a bar, at a hotel, you're on a business trip. Mm-hmm. Chris is giving you a hall pass. You got Aeros- well, bon Steven Jovi. Tyler at his peak and Bon Jovi at his peak. What, ver- what era of guy and which one would you take? Would you take Bon Jovi, like, post-2000, like, it's my life? Or would you take him in, like, full-on, just hairspray... Shoulder. Oh, that's such a tough hair. question. Or Steven Tyler in the seventies, where he's just. Nope. Steven Tyler's mouth has always freaked me out. I would say Bon Jovi in any era. I think that most women would probably pick that, but yeah. I don't think people would kick Steven Tyler. No, out. I I think it's a hard choice. Like I definitely had a hard time deciding there, mm-hmm. but I have this bias now of reading all like the creepy things Steven Tyler did. That really turns you off, eh? It yeah. I actually feel like if more people knew that, he would be not be canceled. on like American Idol. I'd like to know more about that story specifically. There isn't a know. ton about it. Her name's Julia Hokum, and you can read about it. Like it's kind of creepy. And apparently, he he wanted so they were dating. She was underage. They were having sex. She had a baby, or she got pregnant. They had an abortion, and then there's this big part about how that abortion affected him. And I was like. Really? That's what's in the Wikipedia article is about how the abortion affected him? Like, they say that that triggered a whole bunch of, like, really bad behavior from him. Hmm. At the same time, I'm just like, what happened? Yeah, because he was, like, 27 girl? or something like that. He was that. 37. 30? No. Okay, I don't know. Like... <laughs> Well, now I, I don't know how. I don't know the process. Or of, I don't know <laughs> the processes of getting legal guardianship either. But um, well, I had legal guardians. If one of them, I don't know. It's weird. Nineteen seventy-five. Tyler obtained guardianship of a sixteen-year-old. He Julia wasn't thirty-seven Holcomb. in nineteen seventy-five, though. It's, he was in his oh, 20s. he's twenty-seven. Sorry, you're right. Tyler was twenty-seven when they first met. Let's give the guy a little credit. Well, I'm <laughs> still, sorry. Still 27. creepy. Still creepy. Over ten years older. Yes. Anyways, it's not like Steve Tyler's a, an idol of mine. So like, it's it's a story that it's unfortunate, but yeah, he's a typical rock star. He really is. Like, you know, rock star, whatever that means. Like, mm-hmm. does drugs, has tumultuous relationships, has multiple partners and multiple children. That's why when you see his like fourth chapter when he's on American Idol, he's like this kind of tame grandpa almost. Who's like he really is a supportive. grandpa, yeah, yeah. So I love Liv Tyler. I just watched Empire Records again, oh. and it's 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 rewatchable, but at the same time, it doesn't age super well. I full on, just think Lord of the Rings with her. Really, oh, I think she... I think Empire Records definitely. Always. That's like her first, which is kind of like a weird like. Like she's. It doesn't age well and... for for women's rights and 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 empowerment. That's for sure. Not Cause... nothing does these days. I think of a lot of things. Anyways, that's part of why I'm like, ugh, Steven it... Tyler. So. Bon Jovi I could get with and and not have a guilty conscience, maybe. 
okay. conscience. So the other thing that, because we work in a design firm, who had the better logo? Did Have you ever looked up the Bon Jovi logo? Well, I know it's the Aerosmith one. It's got like the heart one. in there. The Aerosmith one is like it's the very one the, iconic. Yeah, and, with the wings and the... But look up the Bon Jovi one and it has the heart and it has the words Bon Jovi. Well, here's the thing. I could think of one instantly and I could... Okay, now I know it. Still think it seems Guns and Roses to me. Yeah. The dagger with sure. the wings and the heart. Where did they both have wings? never thought about that it just looks like a bad tattoo it does look, it's total 80s and it's one a, of them looks like a tattoo this I, version of it i think if you're a, a metal bell oh, that is totally that's a, people it is probably a tattoo. have that tattoo oh type in bon jovi <laughs> tattoo i bet you you're gonna have some bad faces out there <laughs> who has the better logo as a tattoo <laughs> who's got the better or who's got the worst tattoo out there did you say bon jovi tattoo yeah. <laughs> bon Jovi tattoo ideas. Tattoo mistake. Oh, yeah, that's rampant. Someone has like a rosary and then goes into the... Someone has It's My Life. So my theory about <laughs> tattoos. Do you have a tattoo? I do. I have one. Where? It's on my foot. My sister and I got the same one. Oh, I think I know that. Yeah. yeah. Um, is that I think that the tattoo... And the tattoo artists would never do this because they would lose so much business. Is that you have to vocally say what you want... Because the minute you start describing it is you the minute you're going to talk yourself. It's like, I want a heart that has <laughs> chains around it that is like kept in a locket. It's bleeding and, at and, the bottom and, of and the And as dagger. soon as you get into something, you're like, okay, that's that's ridiculous. How about a skull that has bats flying? Okay, that sounds ridiculous. Kate, do you know what the Aerosmith name came from? Yeah, didn't that one, one of the band members just kept on writing it on a wall when he was young? It was something, they, yeah, they just said it was a word that this guy kept on just writing over and over and over. And it just was, a, a, a he just liked the two words together or something. It was definitely weak. There wasn't any sort of meaning behind it. Not like Bon Jovi. Have you seen that Saturday Night Live skit? I can't, I, I can't find it, but it's, when they were talking <laughs> about four, they're, now four, I'm look it they're up. forming the band and Bon Jovi is in the skit. And they're kind of like, they're saying circa 1984 or whatever. And the band is going, okay, so let's come up with a name. Huh. They're coming out with like, what about Night Ripper and all that stuff. And then Bon Jovi's like, how about, how about this guys? Bon Jovi. And they're, <laughs> they go, they, they're kind of like, you mean your name? <laughs> yeah, I know. There's something about it, right? They're like, it's just the perfect skit because you have to think about all the times where like Van Halen I think there's two brothers in it. So like, Back. I mean, lots of people have their names. Yeah. I but it, it. it, but at a certain point, like you wonder, is that record producers or is it like, I always think if you have your name on your band, I wish it was Bon Jovi personally. <laughs> yeah. It, it sounds like a funny restaurant. Let's go in the Bon Jovi. It's very Italian. It's funny. They're both kind of Italian-y like Tallarico. Yeah. Giovi. Yeah. The East coast guys are lots of Italians out, out yeah. in Boston and New York and yeah, Jersey. Aerosmith. It says Kramer. Who's, I don't know who Kramer is in the band. Kramer. No. Was one of the band members. Kramer said that when he was in school, he would write the word Aerosmith all over his notebooks. The name popped into his head after listening to Harry Nilsson's album, Aerial Ballet, which featured jacket art of a circus performer jumping out of a biplane. So yeah, it's not like this epic, it came to us one night. and It's weird. It's just Aerosmith. But hey, there's no other name like it, right? Standing, they, to a source of questionable standing, their band name means someone producing hot air. 
it kind of makes sense. The last thing you can compare is hits. They've all had a slew of hits that have charted. But the, the one stat, because this is all heavy Aerosmith, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aerosmith has only had one actual number one hit outside, because they always have those, you know, those weird charts, like rock charts, mm-hmm. pop charts, mm-hmm. whatever. The number one US chart mm-hmm. hit was Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Armageddon. That was the only one. That's really one. surprising. That but, surprises me But a Bon lot. Jovi had four of them. Was Living on a Prayer one of them? I think Living on a Prayer. Is It's My Life one of them? I, oh, <laughs> I forget what they are, but they are, I think it's like Bad Medicine. I think You Give Love a Bad Name, Living on a Prayer, and maybe like like Better Roses. One of those ones was big. Hmm. So that's the argument for Bon Jovi is that you have four number one hits, which is a big thing. And like they weren't big Grammy winning, t- you know, this isn't like the Meryl Streep. Yeah. They weren't that. Yeah. Um, and... Bon Jovi does have a feather in his cap with his Please Come Home for Christmas Christmas song, which I don't remember Aerosmith having like a, a very popular Christmas song, which you know, is surprising. Over 40 so years, you think you would come up with something, or 50 years almost. Maybe they were just super against it. They don't really seem like Christmassy kind of song guys. That's yeah. a good stat, though. I have no idea. But you remember Please Come Home for Christmas by Bon Jovi, which is ultimately, originally, an Eagles track. I'll play for that. Play oh, that. I know the song. Yeah. Ah, it's, it's a good track. It doesn't really, like, it's not his song. So, no, but it was a hit. Joe Perry's Merry Christmas. Yeah, but <laughs> you can remember that. No. That's Anyways, terrible. it is an hour. I do want to make sure that we keep this nice and tight, but, we, so, overall. You already know my answer. It's Aerosmith. 100% Aerosmith. And, and the people that I am friends with have spoken. Aerosmith. If I picked an, if I had to pick another band to compete with them that would give them a more a bigger run for their money, who would it have been? That when you can't say the Beatles, right? You can't say the Stones. You, like who's another band that is up there that kind of has a similar feel? Because again, there's an a, a, an argument for the Eagles. There's an argument for Led Zeppelin. There's an argument for the Who. They're, but they're they're all in their own kind of. I would say Hugh the Who is more something you'd compare it to like maybe Rush or something like that. Guns and Roses. So Guns N' Roses was my... Th- or ACDC. I would say I might do Guns N' Roses versus ACDC one day. Yeah. Because it's funny, you know, Axl Rose is the Kiss. singer of ACDC right now. What? Yeah, he's the listed singer because the singer's dead. And so Guns N' Roses, I mean, Axl Rose goes on. Oh, I love the singer of ACDC. So were you, just before oh, we go... Do, are, I was were, not a fan. Were but... you were you a fan of Axl Rose at all? No. Nope. Like, Really, he he's top five in my all time people I adore. What? Like adore? That's a that's a crazy top word. five. Top five. I will watch Axl Rose just being himself on stage. If I had an alter ego that I wanted to to be, who's completely opposite of what I look like, it would be Axl Rose. He embodies everything I want. I would love to be. It's kind of an asshole. But still, like, ladies love him. He can wear, like, underwear and a plaid shirt. And he's kind of a redhead, so you're already, like, proving people wrong. Yeah, don't get me wrong. He is memorable. Like, very memorable. And I personally am an Axel voice fan. Like, I I like his voice better than anybody's. So I'm just a big Guns N' Roses guy. Yeah. Well, so ACDC, to me, I think of, like, the lead singer of that. Obviously, like, he's not as popular, but the voice. It's like Bon Scott. The voice is just so It's unique. unique. And that's the thing. It's like Bon Jovi, you can definitely tell. Steven Tyler and 
the, all these bands have like memorable lead singers, and that's yeah. why bands like Warrant and maybe even like Kim, Sammy Hagar from like Kim he, they just they'll just kind of you won't remember them as much. Even Van so, Halen, like yeah. I get Van Halen. You can hear you know the guitar. Yeah, but Motley like, Crue. Yeah. Like, Vince Neil is, he's kind of just, he's almost cliche for that time, I think. What about, like, the Rolling Stones? Like, I definitely... But that's where they were, con- they were uh, comparing Aerosmith in the early 70s to Rolling Stones. Which you gotta made imagine, sense. Made a lot of sense. They're very honky-tonky. Yeah. So, but Mick Jagger just started decades earlier. Yeah. So. Yeah, I get Which it. is funny that you think that he's, like, another decade earlier than he, To Aerosmith. me, Mick Jagger and Steven Tyler are so, it's like, it's like Steven Tyler tried to be the new version of Mick and Jagger that's with what the they're... sway and the, and then Axel kind of like stole that from, yeah. Yeah. Like there is definitely a, like a transition. Passing of, those, of the torch. Passing of the, the Something. uniqueness. I don't know. Yeah. And there's, but again, we can never have this in our time again, where somebody of that stature will take over. Like we have a bad knack of society <laughs> is to get now? really, no, Justin we get in, Bieber, we like, get into people and then, then they leave for a while. Remember, like, Saskatoon's notorious for this. Like, all of a sudden, like, Black Keys will come. Everybody's into Black Keys. Block Party will come. Everybody's into Block Party. Everybody's into the Lumineers. It's like, and then nobody cares the minute they're gone. And then, it, yeah. isn't it funny? That's the monoculture that used to be. We just mm-hmm. don't have that. Like, But... I'd say they were, were on spoiled. the bubble of it, like, bursting the mono, monoculture. Yeah, sure. exactly. And we're now spoiled with so much music and so much content that we don't know what to do with it. Th- that's a very good point. Like, you're right. Back then, we didn't have a choice between mm-hmm. Aerosmith and Bon Jovi. That, mm-hmm. That's what was on the radio. Sometimes you'd hear them, like, seven times a day, each, yeah. different songs. Then you'd see them in a movie. Then you, like, they were just constantly in your face. But now... Taylor Swift is probably the closest I can remember to like everybody or Beyonce, but even I can't even name you a Beyonce track from the last ten years. What? And well, that's your new music problem, though. Like, because she's had lots of good new. And music. I just don't. That's not. I will not give it a chance. I don't know why. I'll play you some after this. Beyonce, it's good stuff. for sure. I'll listen to new Kanye. I'll listen to like what? something. It's funny that uh, I'm so like detached from things. Like when yeah. Mac Miller died. That's the first time I've heard his name. Yeah, there is a... Don't get me wrong. I like to pretend I know new music, and I definitely scratch the surface, but there are people out there like like Brit, like Matt. Like, yeah. they are just... But when that, that celebrity that. goes to jail, like, yeah. who's that Takashi 6 9 guy? Like, I had to know him when he went to jail, or, like, Lil Uzi Vert, or Lil Pump. It's almost like you can't even say those names. <laughs> I can't even say them without, like, going... But Dad, again, you're I, dating us. Stop. I sound like the biggest <laughs> boomer right now. Sound like your dad. The one question I had before we to yeah. wrap this up, and this has nothing to do with um, the Aerosmith versus the Bon Jovi. It's still a musical question. Is that when we were young, everybody liked Pearl Jam. It didn't really matter. And Pearl Jam kind of the second shittier version of Pearl Jam that came out was Creed. Like the similar sounding voice to Eddie Vedder, and. There were so many people who hated Creed, but Creed was popular, like Nickelbacky, but there's a lot of people who hated it. Did at the time when we were into like Nirvana, Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, were there people who didn't like them or it just felt like everybody loved Pearl Jam? It's a really good question. I think when you're inside your bubble, it's hard to see outside your bubble. But when you're outside the bubble, you like country. 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. Oh, well, I moved to a small town. I lived in Saskatoon until grade nine. Moved to a small town in grade ten, and I was like, "What's happening?" Like yeah. they, those we, people didn't like Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam, and no, if I, lots of friends still there. If they're listening to this, this is not a burn. Country is their life. When they hear someone like Pearl Jam, they call it hippie music instantly. Yeah, you're a hippie if you like rock or anyone that's like insinuated like nirvana like i don't know it's just you know what's funny though country and rock now are bundled together like you're you're some sort of like right wing toting like redneck you'll like rock and country yeah. and then the new genre of cool like there was no hip-hop culture no, there was it in, was it was puff daddy and but, mace but Puff Daddy Mace Country. That's what existed. Yeah, for sure. That Outside I remember like that the, the the hip hop scene started really turning the corner around ninety eight. Like as soon as Kobe got drafted, as soon as Tupac and Biggie were gone, it just blew up. Mm-hmm. And for like the next ten years, that's yeah. when you saw the Eminem. Again, that's a music another podcast to talk Whole, about the evolution of that. Yeah. But uh it is pretty interesting. But you know what stayed constant? Pot. Yeah. And and I do think that that is straight up radio. Like I'm actually still surprised there is the concept of a mainstream radio station. But that just shows people want pop. People, it's kid friendly. It's yeah. you can listen to it in the dentist office across the street. Yeah. You can, you know, it, like it's and it's friendly. catchy and it, it's 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 like Coca Cola. Like it tastes good to everybody. Well, I, yeah, it's recognizable. It tastes good. Like, and the only reason you don't like it. Is because it it, 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 it hurts your brand, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Jen Corny, I want to say thank you. This has been fun. Like this Thanks is so. a this is a good format. I agree. Tanya was really going. I don't think you could fill an hour of entertainment. I feel like we could fill four more hours. I don't know how entertaining <laughs> this is going to be for the rest of the world Probably because not. I know they're not asking for it, but they're gonna like it. Okay. And yeah. Anyways, thank that's a new so. and improved new format head to head. I don't know if I'm gonna do this all the time, but. I have so many other things we can go head to head. Look forward to the uh, Pizza Pockets versus Pizza Pops debate. Okay. Go Aerosmith.